Hey everybody, Joel Johnson here. I'm excited to come to you. Uh, here we are coming into the Christmas season. Uh, happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas. And I thought it would be great this time of year to go back and really go back to the beginning of our Rainmaker group. Uh, go back to the beginning of Rainmaker Evolution where we first sat there and met each other in Dallas. And we went through some core exercises. And I want to hit on three core exercises we went through and remind you why these things are important. You know, when we look back at the greatest coaches in football and basketball history, uh, what I am told, because as all of you know, I'm not much of an athlete at all, but what I am told is they always go back to the fundamentals. In training camp, you go back to the fundamentals. Even the old vets go, oh, again? But it's so important to go back to the fundamentals. Well, as you know, Rainmaker Revolution is built on mindset. Yes, we have to have ideas. Yes, we have to do great marketing, great sales, great structure in our companies and so on. But it's built on our mindset. So I thought it would be great to go back Right back to the beginning, let's cover three exercises that we went through and remind you why it is important that we grasp the fundamentals of these exercises. And as you launch into next year, as we enjoy our families during the holidays and we launch into next year, let's make sure we've got these things down as a core tenant in our practices so that we can enjoy more freedom. So here we go. Uh, the three things we're going to talk about today are the tenfold mindset, uh, the Colby, and how to use that with your staff and how to use it with yourself and unique ability, and then the different marketing channels. And uh, let's just hit one of these at a time here. So the tenfold mindset. Remember, when we did the tenfold mindset, the key is, there's three keys really. The first key is going through that exercise. It's supposed to be a number that's so big, your brain can't conceive of how you're going to get there. That's so key. You remember the talk I did at World Series of Sales when I pulled out that sheet where I actually did the 10 times exercise with my coach back in 2002, and I had no idea how I was going to get there, and yet pulling that out 10 years later in 2012 and opening that thing up, bingo, I had got there. And the ways that I had got there, I wasn't sure of how I was going to get there back in 2002, but what it looked like, the picture I drew without with being able to suspend my belief of how I was going to get there and just draw the picture of what my company would have to look like if my revenues were 10 times what it was back then. Again, I went from 330000 to $3.4 And it's amazing that what I thought it was going to look like, most of it came to pass. Didn't know how at the time. So that's the idea with the tenfold mindset. You just don't know. Your brain can't get around it, but you're picking a number that's so big. Now remember, your number can be gross revenues. Uh, it could be profits. It could be the amount of free time you spend. You can get um, you know into all kinds of different ways of measuring ten times, or if it's free time, um, you know, or if it's time. Uh, um, uh, at work, you might want to say, well, I want to go one-tenth. I want to spend one-tenth of the time at work. That would be the same as going ten times because you're spending less time at work, which means you're multiplying your free time by ten times. But in any event, pick your ten times number. I am going to recommend for almost every one of you listening to me because you have companies that are probably not doing more than $4 million in revenues. Uh, I'm going to recommend for almost everyone listening to me that you use revenues. Your revenues are your value to your marketplace. Your gross revenues are your value to your marketplace. Your profits say something about you as a business person. Uh, your personnel and how long they stay with you say something about your business person. But your gross revenues, not premium, revenues, dollars coming into your practice, okay, not premium, dollars, commission dollars, fees coming into your practice, that is a direct, indirect proportion to what you're worth in the marketplace. So I would say measure in gross revenues. So if you did $2 million in revenues, what would your company have to look like at $20 million? 
not how to get there. That's the key. What would it have to look like? So that's the key. One of the first key to the tenfold mindset is it's supposed to be a massive number. Redo your number because the reports I'm getting is many of you have grown by 20, 30 percent this year. And so uh, you could redo your number if you want. I guess you could use the old number. It doesn't really matter. The idea is that's the key to the tenfold mindset. So going into 2016, remind yourself why that's so important. And every time you have an opportunity, run it through the filter of if I was 10 times the size I am now, would I take advantage of this opportunity? Uh, the second key to the tenfold mindset is remembering that you've already done this once. Remember, there was a time when you had one-tenth of the revenues you have today. Go back and think about what's happened between then and now. So if I'm looking at where we are now and saying, geez, we just did 10 million in revenues, how in the world am I going to do 100 million in revenues? I can't get my mind around that. But I can go back to when we did a million in revenues and I can look at what were the breakthroughs to do, to go from $1 million of revenues to $10 million of revenues. And I, I had to be a better marketer. I had to develop new marketing channels. I needed other people to sell because if I got to be a good marketer, I was going to have more appointments than I could handle. We had to build a back office structure. And, of course, I hate to manage people, and I hate to manage details. And so I had to get the right people in place. And so I could sit here and write five or six breakthroughs that were the key for me going ten times once already. Chances are a few of those breakthroughs are going to be the keys to going 10 times again, they just might look a little different. So again, second key to the tenfold mindset is remember you've already done it at least once. Go back, look at the breakthroughs, look at the big cornerstones of your growth and analyze those and get some outside input on those. The third key to the tenfold mindset is you've got to write it down as if it's already happened. Remember, take yourself, take a blank piece of paper and say, if I was sitting here X years from today, three years from today, and I was looking back over the last three years, and I had grown ten times, what would had to have happened for me to be happy with my progress? And then write as if you've already gone ten times. So I might write something down like, I now operate in six states instead of just one state. I now uh, have uh, 30 satellite offices. Uh, we now have a uh, hundred employees. Those are the things I'm going to write down. As soon as I say a hundred employees, I go, oh my goodness, I don't want to supervise a hundred employees. So I now have six key leaders that work under me that report to me. I give them direction, but they run their own department. So you get the idea here. You've got to write as if it's already happened. So that's the key to the tenfold mindset. Again, number one, it's supposed to be a number you can't get your brain around, and that's okay. Number two, remember you've already done it once. You've already gone ten times at least once in your career. And number three, write down as if it's already happened and you're sitting there in the future, okay? So that's one of the basics that we started with. Again, going back to the beginning, the theme of this podcast here, uh, in the beginning of the year while we all sat there in Dallas. Now, the second thing I want to talk about is the importance of Colby. And remember what Colby ties into. Colby ties into unique ability. We should be, the way to get maximum leverage in our practices, in our businesses, in our lives, is to structure our lives so that we're only operating within our unique ability, within those two or three things that we're absolutely genius at and nobody else can duplicate. Well, the way we do that is to take, one of the ways to do that is to think about what our unique ability is, and you can ask some friends, hey, what am I good at? That um, what, what do I seem to be naturally good at? And they'll give you some feedback. But the other thing is take a Colby because what Colby does is Colby measures your natural instinct of doing things. It's not going to tell you what your unique ability does. 
or excuse me, it's not going to tell you what your unique ability is, but what it's going to tell you is how you go about your unique ability. So you can have two people that are great public speakers. One can be great because they wing it. They would be a high quick start, so they would walk up there with no prep at all and wing it. Another great public speaker could be a great public speaker because they memorize everything and they deliver it in such a way. Well, chances are that person that memorizes everything and does all that prep and writes it all out is not a super, super high quick start. They probably have a high fact bind and a high follow-through and not as high of a quick start. So again, Colby doesn't tell you what your unique ability does, but it tells you how you need to operate doing your unique ability. Colby. People misunderstand Colby. Okay, They don't understand what fact find means. They don't understand what follow through means. It has nothing to do with you following through with things. And they don't understand what implementer means because implement does not mean you implement ideas. And so understand what Colby is. There's a lot of keys to Colby. And you should have every one of your employees do a Colby. It will help you understand them. Sometimes your frustration with employees is because you're putting them in a position where they can't do their job based on their natural instinct. And if you really buy into the Colby concept, you want to make sure your people are doing the right job. We've made a number of changes in our firm because of the way people's Colbys come out. Everybody gets Colby before they get hired, so we make sure that we're putting them in a position and asking them to do things that make sense based on their natural instinct of doing things. Okay? The other thing is Colby will help you in workflow. <coughs> excuse me, in workflow. <coughs> Sorry about that. So if you have a certain department, let's say it's a customer service new business department, and you have three people in that department, and if one person that's a very high quick start, they would be great at reacting to incoming phone calls. Phone calls come in, they pick up the phone, they engage the client, they have a conversation with the client, they're kind of good on their feet, they can make up conversation, they can give a quick answer, uh, and so on. That's a great job for somebody with a high quick start. Okay. If you have somebody with a super high fact find and you want them to take an incoming customer service call, deal with it right then and there, you're asking them to do something that's almost impossible for them to do because they're the type of person that needs to research everything. They need to check every detail. Then they need to double check and triple check it. They can't give an answer unless they totally understand the situation. So they might be better as somebody that's the last point before you send your new business out, checking that new business and making sure that uh, that it's all ready to go and everything's been tightened up. We have two compliance officers in our firm, one that does the RIA compliance and another one that's now our OSJ for our broker-dealer, uh, my employee, but he's an OSJ, and, uh, and they're high fact-finders because I want them making sure everything is right. Now, as a quick start, I don't interact much with them, and when I do interact with them, I need to temper down my quick start personality. So it doesn't mean I have to work with them on a daily basis, but there are different roles for different types of people. That high quick start, great at winging it, great at having conversations, great at making quick decisions. Um, That high fact find is going to slow things down. They prevent things from moving too quickly. Don't put people in the wrong job. So that's a little bit about Colby and why it's important. The last thing I want to talk about is our marketing channels, guys. We have that great great worksheet. We spent a little bit of time on it. I wish we would have spent more, and in the advanced group, we're going to spend more time on it, but it's our marketing channels, and you write down your marketing channels, for instance, radio, and then you write down what you like about it and what you don't like about it, and what I want to just talk about today as we get close to the end here on our marketing channels is I want you to write down your marketing channels. Uh, For me, it would be seminars, radio, TV, and referral events, and then I want you to write down what you like about them and what you don't like about them. Now, here's an example, okay? 
I could say about radio uh, that uh, I don't like the results. I could say about radio I don't like the time it takes me to do it. Or I could say about radio I don't like it because it's unpredictable. I'll get a bunch of leads one week and not any leads the next week. Okay, look at those reasons why you like or don't like it. If you don't like it because of the results, then how do you get more consistent? If you don't like it because of the time it takes you to do it, maybe you can get somebody else to do a lot of the prep work so you can just go up there and talk. If you don't like it because it's unpredictable, then you've got another issue and you've got to dig down and do some marketing study. So go through um, what you like and don't like about your marketing channels and then think about what reason is behind there. For instance, if seminars, if I don't like seminars because I don't like the time it takes me to do seminars, then maybe somebody else should be doing the seminars or maybe I should only be showing up like Elvis at, you know, we start ours at 6 p.m. Maybe I should be showing up at 6.03, walking up on stage, doing the seminar, and I'm out of there at 7.15 and everybody else does all the other stuff. You know, kind of like uh, Bono when he does a concert. He just shows up and sings and leaves. I guarantee you he's not doing the sound check and all, all that kind of stuff. Um, or, well, maybe doing the sound check, but not setting up the gear. So figure out what you like and don't like about different marketing channels. Write those things down. And the things you don't like, can you do that marketing channel without doing those things? So just three, again, for this podcast, three quick tips on going back to the beginning, going back to the beginning of the year. Okay, our tenfold mindset exercise, so powerful. Colby, uh, figuring out what your unique ability is and then using your Colby to figure out how you should operate in that unique ability. Again, Colby isn't going to tell you what your unique ability is, but it's going to tell you your natural instinct of doing things. It's going to also give that to your employees. And then, of course, our marketing channels. Remember, the number one problem most of us have is not enough appointments. We think we have too many appointments, but that's because your business isn't structured properly. How do we get more or better appointments? The way we market. And it's a shame if you shut down your marketing to have less appointments uh, because that means less money in your pocket. Learn how to be profitable. Learn how to nail those marketing channels so that you get the appointments you want and only appointments you want. And then you have sales systems in place where other people can run those other appointments. You can make money on those other appointments that you don't necessarily want to see. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed and I've been so blessed to, uh, to have you guys with me this year for Rainmaker Revolution. Those of you that are continuing on, I look forward to seeing you next year. A couple of you are repeating uh, the, uh, the Rainmaker Revolution group um, next year also, and I, think, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Uh, remember, this is the real deal. Um, I've been very blessed with an awesome team, learning things the hard way after being in this business for 26 years. And if you hang around me long enough, I think you'll learn from my mistakes so you don't have to make uh, those same mistakes. It's not that I'm anything special. It's just that I got around people that were doing more business than me so that it elevated my belief in myself. Maybe I could get close to them if I couldn't beat them. And, uh, and that has been transformational in my life. Uh, God bless you. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Enjoy your families. Do something meaningful and significant for somebody else uh, over this holiday season. And I will see you guys at World Series of Sales.